Good morning and welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Monday, August 14th, 2023. And our top story today, how wearables and AI can treat heart disease and heart ailments. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Dr. Richard Becker is with the University of Cincinnati School of Medicine. Dr. Becker, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. It's my pleasure. Uh, we've been talking a lot on this program. First of all, we're kind of bringing together multiple topics. One, we've been talking about artificial intelligence. We've also been talking about the use of wearables, and we've been talking about heart disease. You, sir, and your team have conducted a lot of research. How do these all fit together to help you uh, diagnose or treat um, heart ailments? No, our uh, our goal, as you just pointed out, is to treat people with with heart conditions. But in addition, we try very, very hard to prevent heart conditions. Uh, and that's something that, of, of course, uh, we as providers and also members of our community and society are very much interested in, in doing. The technologies that, that you mentioned, uh, wearable devices, artificial intelligence, there's so many potential applications for health and well-being as well as for, for treatment. And we, of course, want to be across that entire spectrum. Yeah, and these devices, we're talking about the Apple devices, the Polar, the Garmin. I don't want to leave anybody out there, a plethora of out, the, uh, out there, sir. They've really come a long way in terms of what they can track. I mean, I've even seen some devices even be able to do like an EKG. I'm not sure it's at, at the same level of a diagnostician like yourself, but they have really come a long way in terms of the data that they can collect. Mm -hmm. that's, that's true. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that really the earliest versions of digital watches, as an example, and then subsequently smartwatches, goes back to the 1980s. So these technologies uh, that are now being, being used have had decades to be improved upon, and they really, really have improved as the years and the decades have gone by. Yeah, I, I just remember from the 1980s, really dating myself, but I, I had a Swatch, so I did not have anything remotely close to a smartwatch. But uh, Dr. Becker, um, as we said, it, things have come a, a long way. Uh, how does artificial intelligence fit into the equation? We hear a lot about you know, that broad term, AI, artificial intelligence. It can mean a lot of things to different people. What does it mean to you in terms of monitoring data, monitoring the heart, et cetera? Well, artificial intelligence, as you, as you mentioned, it comes in a, a variety of, of layers or levels. But as a starting point, if we talk about how to utilize information, artificial intelligence and machine-based learning is probably the first thing that people should be thinking about, and that is, how does one, a physician as an example, take all of the information that is, is out there from varying sources uh, and whittle it down or funnel it down to something that could be used in patient care? Machine-based learning and computers uh, do that. Uh, they do it for fun. Uh, they don't do it for free. But no, they don't do it for free. It's incredibly uh, powerful. And what we're looking for are, are ways to utilize that, that information, utilize it 
as a regular part of our assessment. And that's where wearable technology, artificial intelligence have an important interface uh, with the medical community as, as well as for the lay community as well. Yeah, and Dr. Becker, I need to take a very quick break, but I want to pick up the conversation. We come back. When we come back, we'll talk about the application of AI in day-to-day -day diagnosis. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AI. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Dr. Richard Becker of the University of Cincinnati School of Medicine. Dr. Becker, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. My pleasure. Uh, let's continue the conversation because, uh, you know, this... The use of AI allows for the powerful processing of all this data. And I kind of think about, if you think about the stock market and there are technical analysts that get a lot of data and they have to process that to kind of try to figure out certain trends. How is data today being used by clinicians? Are all clinicians or most clinicians using the data in a wearable and applying that to their patient's health? I think the, the answer, unfortunately, is no. And in terms of what the barriers are, I think there are several. First uh, is a, a lack of familiarity, including with, within the healthcare profession. That's something that we have to own and we have to, uh, to learn. Secondly, as far as the lay community, uh, I think they are steps uh, ahead of the medical community. You mentioned the stock market. They're certainly way ahead of the medical community in terms of how to utilize uh, data. The second potential barrier is an understanding in terms of how the information can be used, but also to protect a, a person's uh, privacy, which is really, really important. The third is where do things stand in terms of approval uh, for the devices? 
meaning uh, are they approved by the FDA? And that's important because there's a little bit of hesitancy in terms of what information could a clinician use uh, to treat a, a patient. What I can say to you is certainly in the medical community, there is a lot of effort to better familiarize uh, physicians, uh, clinicians, providers. Secondly, the FDA has cleared a number of smart watches and, and did so uh, almost a decade ago uh, now. That doesn't mean approval. That's a different process for, for new medications as an example. The clearance part really shows uh, to me and to others that the technology has come to the point where a provider such as myself could utilize the, the information uh, and to make recommendations perhaps for additional testing, future testing, looking at trends. So physicians and clinicians and providers are not using the information. I believe that we all will increasingly in the years to come because let's face it, uh, there are hundreds of millions of people around the world that have a wearable device. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if we're not using that information, then we're, we're missing out on a lot of things that could help. Yeah, and, and sorry to interrupt you. I was gonna just add that there's a, I hear you in terms of the balancing act, balancing act between privacy and data maintenance and then treatment. But I, as I'm thinking about this, moving towards a more preventative medicine or, or, or mo moving towards more preventative medicine, all this data could help detect potential ailments. So the cancers, the diabetes, uh, asthma, other things, you know, I, you know, again, all the ailments out there, this could really help shift maintenance, uh, medicine to be more preventative. Absolutely. And it gets back to even the beginnings of artificial intelligence in the 1950s, and then kind of a sea change and 2012 with deep learning algorithms. And what does that really mean? From a medical perspective, from a health perspective, it means things that are variations from a person's norm, which is what illness actually is. So if we take information, and if you take one of the top 12 things that a wearable device does, and I'm not gonna name all 12, but for example, a daily step count, calories burned, breathing rate, uh, sleep quality, body temperature. And you look at trends and you use uh, deep learning uh, and machine-based learning for variations. You will be able to detect uh, things that could represent the very earliest signs that something is wrong, uh, something is amiss with the person's health. As we continue along those same lines, we'll be able to determine what the variation is, what it might represent, and then what are some tests that could be done based on these alterations from a norm that would get us closer to a diagnosis, get us closer to further prevention, get us closer to treatment. Yeah, and, and with that prevention, with all that, what you just discussed, it also brings down the cost of healthcare, which yeah. I know everybody involved, patients, professionals like yourself, and even government are looking to do. Dr. Becker, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us 
And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for the invitation. And that wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for another great edition of BRN AM. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.